who is calling me on Skype? <laughs> who calls you every Tuesday at roughly this time on Skype? Welcome to the Ice Garden. Ice Garden. The Ice Garden. This is the Ice Garden. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Top Shelf, where we keep the hot takes and the hard liquor. I'm Hannah Beavis. Here's my co-host, Michelle J. Michelle, what's up? I'm still angry. You're just angry that yeah. we can't figure it out. Um, are we gonna Are we gonna start the show on an angry note, I or should we, we save it? I thought we always started it angry. Um, Last week we started in. Fits of hysteria because I was unable to remember how to start the show. Oh, yeah, that's right. Uh, I guess we'll start at anger. I don't know. <laughs> before before we jump into it, what are you drinking tonight? I'm actually not drinking anything. I'm already exhausted <laughs> and didn't feel like falling asleep. I also think I'm getting a little bit of a cold and I'm trying to, like, fight that one off. Oh, no. Then you should be drinking, like, some orange juice or something. Probably. I don't have orange juice. What are you <sighs> drinking? I'm drinking hot chocolate with some rum chata in it. Ah, uh, a classic cannabis. Mm-hmm. A classic winter drink. I almost didn't drink anything either, but I felt guilty for not drinking anything last week. So I decided to, to put something. And I'm almost out of alcohol because I also I didn't have time to go get... Anything else today because I went to go get new glasses instead because mm. I'm a responsible adult. I made a mental note to myself as I was leaving work to stop at the alcohol store on my way home, but then I forgot by the time I got off the train. And I remembered mm. when I got like halfway home and I was like, I am not turning around and walking back. I will turn this car around. Uh, I will not turn my feet around. Who are you toasting this week? I, oh, you stole my, first, <laughs> I'd like to let the record show, and since I'm editing this week, I get to leave this in. No! Uh, I'd like to let the record show that uh, Hannah got her toast idea from me. So, she can thank me. What? Let the record show that it was me who remembered it first, and Michelle's just bitter about it. Do you want me to go show, first? I was going to toast her <laughs> next week. Well, then you can toast her next week after I toast her. But then it looks like I stole your toast when in reality you stole mine. It wasn't a toast. I just saw your tweet about it. Okay, I'm toast. I'm saying my toast first. I'm toasting Katie Gway. Um, she's the first. So she's refereeing the women's bean pot this year but she's also uh refing the men's bean pot and she's the first woman referee to ref a men's bean pot game in history so cheers to katie gway for just being an all-around badass and cheers to me for remembering it to toast her oh cheers to you oh no cheers <laughs> to me for like <laughs> looking up all of that stuff this weekend 
It was today, not this meant- weekend. Today. You're like, I take my tears back. I'm picturing you just, like, ripping. Oh, my God. Just, like, toasting and then pulling your arm back down. Uh, so, who are you toasting this week? Uh, I am toasting Victoria Bach because this weekend when Markham played the Blades, uh, she got her first professional hat trick, which was pretty cool. Most people <laughs> missed her first goal, I found out. Because she shot the thing so freaking fast that no one knew what was going on. Like, That's... the puck hit her stick and then was all of a sudden in the back of the net. It was insane. It disappeared in the space-time continuum. That's, that's amazing. Pretty much, yeah. <sighs> this is why I want the CWHL to have a skills competition. I want to know how many miles per hour Victoria Bach can shoot the puck. Well, Like, please. I think she, I don't think she would do well in this hardest shot. I think she would do well in like the accuracy or like some mm. sort of stick handling thing. Cause I also watched her dangle through like a couple of different defenders. She's Victoria Bach though. So let's be real. She would be good at like every event. Like. That's true. <sighs> she's killing it. Cheers, Victoria. Um, speaking of all-star. We're talking about the NWHL All-Star Game and Skills Competition this week. We had our CWHL episode a few weeks ago, and this upcoming weekend is the NWHL All-Star Game. And so we're going to recap some of the rosters. Uh, We're going to talk about some of the details surrounding the event. And just, that's going to be the show today. Um... Yeah, it was a really good recap. I have, like, one eye on my Twitter account, one eye on the notes doc, and one brain cell trying to figure out how to marry them together. Um, All-Star Games going to be in Nashville this year for the first time. This is the league's fourth All-Star event in its fourth different city. The first year they had it in Buffalo, New York. The second year they had it in Pittsburgh. Last year they had it in Minnesota at Tria Rink. And this year they're having it in Nashville, which is, it, I don't know, it's kind of, <laughs> weird flex, but okay. I kind of like it, though, because it, it is something different. It kind of is irritating from, like, eh. I mean, I, I think it's a little irritating from, like, a your main coverage people. None of you, none of them live in Nashville. But, like, I also get it, especially because um, in the press release when the league announced the location, uh, Danny Ryland made it seem as if the league was invited by the Predators organization, which is great. Um, Her quote was, say that our players and league were excited to accept the gracious invitation of the PERDS organization to bring All-Star Weekend to Nashville would be a massive understatement. It would seem as if the NHL organization reached out and invited the league, mm-hmm. which is pretty cool. So we don't... So, yeah, if that is the case, then that's pretty awesome. Although it makes me, like, with the two places that have hosted, well, the two, let's say, out-of-market locations that have hosted All-Star Games before now, Pittsburgh and Minnesota, both of those locations were potential places for expansion. We don't, we don't see a team in Pittsburgh yet, but the Whitecaps obviously are now in the league, and that was 
shortly after the All-Star game in uh, Minneapolis. So I don't know that we could expect to see an expansion team in Nashville, but all the same, it's still, like you said, very cool that they got an invite anyways. I am hesitant to say we would see one in Nashville solely because the market is so untested. When the league went to Pittsburgh first, that was their first out-of-market NWHL All-Star game. Everyone thought that they were going to go there first. That was going to be the first expansion. And it tested Mm -hmm. really well, but they didn't. Instead, they had more regular season games there. Last season, when they went to Minnesota, obviously it played well, and obviously the league expanded there. But I think that's partially in part because the market already had a team, the Whitecaps. They didn't have to create a team from scratch. They just, like, absorbed a team that had already been in existence. You know, it had a core group of players. It had somewhat of a front office. It had, you know, like, the name recognition and the branding already there. They just kind of brought it into the fold. Mm-hmm. So I, I would be hesitant to say that this was like them scouting new locations. Maybe just trying to expand the brand. Yeah, I wonder, my my question with Danny's quote is, did Nashville reach out unprompted and say, oh, come have the All-Star game here? Or was this a result of like, the NWHL reaching out to a bunch of different teams saying, hey, we'd like to host an event here. Could we do it? Kind of a deal. Like, because I don't think it's going to be an expansion city either, but it's interesting that it's Nashville that's where it's at because that's not, that's probably not in the top, like, five locations I would have picked ahead of time for the All-Star game to be. Oh, same. I thought it would go to a non-traditional location, but I kind of thought it would go to North Carolina, honestly. North Carolina, Detroit, like, I don't, Nashville was not even on my list. Like, not even in my, not even up there, not even close. But it's cool. I'm kind of, I'm very jealous I can't go. I'm very sad I can't go because Nashville is a great downtown area. And it's kind of cool because, like, they're not just hosting the event in the practice rink, like, in um, the past couple of years. Um, they had like NHL partnerships, quote unquote, the Penguins did some, some, did like a partnership the one year, the wild did a little bit last year, but they're not just playing in the NHL team's practice rink. The actual game itself is going to be in the NHL rink, which is pretty cool in Bridgestone. Uh, Although it is, I kind of wanted to ask you what you thought about like the fact that the skills competition was going to be held in a different place in the game. I'm okay with that. I don't necessarily think it, like, means something. Um, and I, I, I think... Hold on. I now I have to look this up. Now we've gotten to the point of the uh, podcast where we look stuff <laughs> up. It's pretty early for that. Um, I was trying to see if the practice arena was attached to it. I do not think it is. I think I'm more okay with the all with the skills competition being in the practice rink because I think that 
lends itself better to a more intimate <laughs> setting. A more, you know, like, um, yeah, because it is like such a loose kind of thing. Um, the players don't sit on the benches. They're all over the place. I think having less people in there is going to be interesting and a lot better. It's like the right venue for it. Um, they're only selling 500 tickets for it. And it's sold out, I believe, either Monday or Tuesday of this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is cool. Yeah, I, I think in terms of all-star games, usually you have more people like pay attention to the game itself than the skills competition. So if you had to pick one to have in the practice rink, the skills competition makes sense. And like they sold it out, so that's going to be good optics, too, if yeah. it's going to be streamed, when it's going to be streamed. But I do like the fact that they are able to host at least part of the weekend at an NHL rink. Oh, yeah. Um, I think it's interesting, like you mentioned, that the game is going to be after a... Um, yes. The, game is gonna be at, the NWHL game is going to be after an NHL game. That was... that's. Have you ever tried to say that too fast? WHL, NHL. Try to say that five times fast. I kept trying to say, like, CWHL game. Like, my (laughs) brain just kept, like, flipping around. Um, And hockey just does not compute anymore. That's also true. I'm interested to see what that does for, like, fan numbers. Because so far we've only ever seen games before other games. Mm-hmm. And main. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Well, I mean, I was going to say that, like, with the CWHL in the past, when they've hosted in an NHL arena, and then they usually have a Toronto Maple Leafs game after on the same day, it's kind of very rushed when the event is over. Like, you got to get out of the press box because they've got to clean it up for the NHL game. Media is rushed because we've got to clear out for the NHL teams to get down there. Like, a bunch of different people are running around from different organizations and like there's not really a whole lot of time to do anything and you lose the fans too. Yeah. So for me I'm super interested to see how many people maybe stick around. Mm-hmm. Like um does the ticket to the to the Preds game automatically get you access to the All-Star yes. game or do you have to So so like like, how many fans will just say, ah, what the hell? Like, let's stick around and watch some more hockey. Like, it's free with the ticket. Like, I think that's a really smart idea to do an NHL game before rather than after. Oh, yeah. Especially because the NHL game is so early. It's a one thirty Sunday afternoon game. And, it, like, 11.30 a.m. Central, so 12.30 Eastern. So what did, did I say one thirty? I meant 11.30. Which is just absurdly early. Like, why? <laughs> Maybe that's why I couldn't even picture the fact that it was 11.30, because that feels so early. But uh, <laughs> I, I, in prepping for this, I am interested to see if we hit a new record for NWHL attendance. Um, according to an athletic article, um, an Athletic Buffalo article, the largest ticket sales for an NWHL game is 2,700, which was the 27, the first Dunna Day that was held after her accident. 
Um, it was in Boston at Harvard's Bright Landry. Um, the KeyBank game had 2,600 and change. And I believe the numbers we've, the loose numbers we've gotten for the Prudential Center games have been around 2,000. Okay. Uh, previous All-Star games, the first year had 1,000 at Harbor Center. The second year in Pittsburgh, somewhere under 1,500. The incredible Cranberry Township hockey rink site doesn't really tell you what it is. Incredible. Uh, but we were looking it up earlier, and there are two rinks in that facility with about 1,500 seats between them. So we're guessing between 750 to like 1,000-ish seats probably. And I would, I would even out. say like closer to 1,000. Mm-hmm. Um, and last year in Minnesota at Tria Rink, it sold out. We know that. And we know that Tria sells out at uh, 1,200. I would think that it would like break at least an all-star record for attendance. If not, like, I really do think that the fact that there's an NHL game beforehand is going to help their numbers. Oh, for sure. I think that's going to, I hope they smash it. I think they're going to have significantly higher than the 2,700. You think they're going to smash it in Smashville? Oh, I did not make that joke on purpose. <laughs> yeah, but I went there, so uh, it was it was. You can thank me later for my awesome joke. <laughs> Actually, you can thank me now. I don't know. Oh my god. <laughs> Moving on. Please make me stop talking. Please just start talking instead. Okay, and you want to talk about the rosters? Who's on each team? Yeah. Okay, so the NWHL. Named two captains, Shannon Zabados and Lee Steckline. Um, and then the two captains picked their teams kind of just like road hockey style. Like first pick, second pick, first pick, second pick, back, back and forth on Twitter. And so that is how we got our teams. There are 14 skaters and two goalies on each team. But it is worth noting also that there has been one replacement to the uh, all-star roster since... The announcement, Mary Reisinen of the Connecticut Whale was originally um, selected as an all-star, um, but she got called up to her Finnish national team during the the all-star weekend, so she would not be available. And so her replacement is Katie Burt, who was actually listed as one of the Ice Garden snubs as a goalie who didn't get picked, which, like, I don't know how you pick Burt over... Ryson because Ryson just had such a good season, but I do, I am glad that Katie Bird is actually going to be competing. Same. I found it interesting that both of the Buttes goaltenders were picked. Shannon and Nicole Hensley are going to be there. Um, obviously, Shannon's a captain, but this is the first time that, I mean, obviously, a goalie from every team couldn't be picked considering there's now five teams and four goalies but I found it was interesting given Katie Burt's success and Mary Ricenen's success that we saw two Buttes goaltenders this is one of those situations where I think they picked the bigger name instead of the better player like Nicole Hensley is an Olympian 
Nicole Hensley has a gold medal and has been with Team USA for longer. Katie Burt just graduated college, and while she's relatively well known in the NCAA sphere, like less people maybe have seen her like at the Olympics or on TV or whatever. Do I agree with that? No. Is Nicole Hensley still a very good goalie? Yes. Should Katie Burt have been given the edge over her, considering the number of starts that she got and how important she had been to a Boston Pride team that was doing very well? Probably. Yeah. I just, that was um, one of the biggest, I guess, snubs that was eventually corrected. Well, corrected is a... Is yeah. a loose word because it was it wasn't like they were like we've made a terrible mistake <laughs> oh like no like Bryson got called up and they were like oh let's just conveniently put Katie Burton here and That's also freaking Bryson got hurt yeah like a week later so she might not even if she hadn't been called to the Finnish national team she might not have been able to play because there was that really scary incident where she almost got run over in her crease but like. Also, there were a few snubs that we were talking about before the show that I'm kind of surprised aren't on here. Katie McGovern, specifically from the Whitecaps, Mm -hmm. when they named the roster, she was third in the league in points. So what the hell? I don't know why she's not a pick. I understand that the Minnesota Wild already have eight players (laughs) going to the (laughs) The Whitecaps. You just said the Wild. What did I say? Uh... The white caps. You know what I mean. You know what I mean. Um, Trying to do more than one thing at once, which is always a recipe for disaster. Oh, look at the goals leader, Maddie Elia, with 11 goals, who's also not on this all-star roster. I was going to say that, too. That was going to be my snub. Actually, no, my my snub was going to be every rookie from the... Pride that didn't make it. I'm not biased, though, I promise. I think that's a little bit biased, but is there one rookie in particular you're particularly mad about not going? Um, Harder question than I thought it was going to be for you. <laughs> honestly, yeah, because I think, like, Hannah Brandt, uh, not Hannah Brandt, she is not a Pride player. McKenna Brand has been playing really, really well. She's got, um, she's got 11 points. She's got five goals on the season so far. Um, and something ridiculous, like 40-ish shots on goal. Um, Denisa Shishova has been also really great. Um, she's slowed down a little bit as of late, but I think she's also deserving. But um, I also think Lauren Kelly, who's a defender, uh, has been stepping up big on the blue line for the Pride. And I would say that she is also... Uh, I'm going to go with Lauren Kelly, I decided. Okay. That's my final answer for the Pride rookie, whom I think was the biggest snub. Now, in looking at the number of players by team who got the nod, the Whitecaps and the Buttes both sent eight players each. The Pride sent seven, but that includes the Katie Burton substitution. So originally they had six. And then the Rivs sent five, and the Whales sent four. Again, originally that was five, but with Miri out, that dropped four. So I'd say that's a relatively... I mean, it's not an even spread, because the Whitecaps and the Buttes have the most players. The Pride are quickly, like, are shortly behind them. But, like, 
I guess if you had to swap somebody out of the pride to bring one of those rookies, is there someone that you could pick? Or would it just involve, like, tipping the scales that much more, like, towards the bride instead of the ribs or the whale, if that makes sense? Um, that is a very good question because kind of like how we were talking about in the CWHL episode, like, who do you take out of this? Right. Um, I would maybe argue Courtney Burke. Mm. Uh, hmm. I mean, Mirzova has been so clutch for the whale that it's hard to argue to take her out. Um, Allie Thunstrom, I want to stay in solely because I want her and Kendall Coyne in the fastest skater skills competition. Can you even imagine? No, I want I'm, that to happen so badly. Honestly, Ugh. like if that doesn't happen, I'm going to revolt. Like, watch the stream. Watch me running around, being like, "What?" Just kidding. I'm not going to do that. Um, I'm going to get a phone. I'm going to get a phone call from Nashville. Will you come bail me out? <laughs> um. Um. Mm, it's. I mean, there's like nobody I can like feasibly take off this list. I think Kate Shipper, maybe, but even that's like, eh. No, she should be there. I think she needs. I think she needs to be there. I, d I just think there need to be more players next year. That, I mean, that would solve a lot of our problems, wouldn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just let everyone come. Just uh, make it be one giant weekend. Do you remember when um, they did that? They did, was that season two? It must have been season two when they... Um, Uh, had that first weekend of the season, everybody played in Buffalo. Yeah. Opening weekend was at the Harbor Center. It both get, yeah. Oh, man. Oh, man. That feels like forever ago. Right? Holy shit. The fact that there was a long pause when I was like, do you remember that? And you were like, hmm, let me go into the brain bank. The fact that you even remembered that, like, it took me, like, you could hear my brain, like, whirring as I tried to access those memories because it was, so, it felt like so long ago. I know. Uh, wild. I wish they would do that uh, again. That would be fun. Who are, that would be fun. Who are the coaches? We don't have that in our note docs. The coaches. Who are the all-star coaches? Are NHL players. With predator backgrounds, <laughs> they, their names are as follows. Mm. I was trying to draw that out so I could find it. Um, professional man hockey player. Um, professional man one and professional man two. Um, Hale Gill and Chris Mason. Uh, just why? Just why? I don't know. I mean, like, I get so, it partially because, like, if they're working with the Predators, but, like, <laughs> I don't know. The Predators? Yeah. I don't know. I think that's garbage. We gave the CWHL a hell of a time when they had the NHL players, but at least they included women's hockey people. In, that's true. Like, like have co-coaches. Bring, like, the pride and the 
I don't know, the Whitecaps coach. Bring, like, somebody to represent your league and not just the NHL. Like, and also, we've seen in the past, like, players have more fun when they're on the bench with someone they're familiar with. Like, there's more chirping and goofing around and, like, funny tidbits that you expect from an all-star game. So like, who would you... Give us something who would you have wanted I would have to see? I would have done co-coaches. I would have picked probably two head coaches, probably the Pride and I say probably the the uh, Whitecaps. And then I would have picked, I would have called up two NWHL alumni who were like popular fan favorites. Cough, cough, Kelly like, Stedman, cough, cough. Uh, well, you know, that's who I picked, but I'm not, I'm not the one calling the shot. So that probably wouldn't happen. Brand McLaughlin came to mind if she hadn't just had a baby. Um, maybe like a Oregon Fritz Ward. Ooh. And. Hmm. Megan Decker. Nope. I just yep. called her Megan Decker. But Megan Duggan, like, yes. or, yeah, or Kelly Stedman, queen of my heart. Like, bring bring somebody back that, like, has a connection to the league who is also well-known. If that means Megan Duggan, so you can have the Olympian tie-in, fine. But she's still got an NWHL connection. Yeah, yeah, I agree. And if you want to drop your little NHL Perditor guy in there, then throw them on the bench too. Make it a party. Uh, I mean, I'll, I'll bring the confetti. The CWHL had three benches. Three coaches? Three coaches. Fuck this. One bench, one bench for each coach. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> I'm so tired. I know. Wait, we need to we need to wrap this up. This is gonna be a short episode this week, folks. Hope you enjoyed us. Bye. Kidding. Michelle's running on approximately, I'm going to guess, zero hours of sleep because of the Patriots Super Bowl and then the Patriots Parade plus, like, regular work and all-star prep. I mean, I passed out last night on the couch at, like, 9 o'clock. I was, like, basically asleep. But, yeah, today was the busiest day I've had at work in a while, and I feel mentally fried. Ooh. It was, the like, run into work, have a bunch of stuff to do, then, like, have, like, an hour break to get a quote-unquote break in which I had to get my normal stuff done and then have, like, 300 photos come in all at once that I had to deal with and then go back to doing what I normally do. Fourth or 5.30 hit, and I looked at my coworker, and I was like, dude, I can't. He was like, I know. I was like, if we just sit here and click the buttons, do you think they're going to think we're here? And he was like, just keep clicking on things. <laughs> So, like, for the last half hour, I would just, like, occasionally type things. It was great. I actually turned my computer off at 5.45 and was, like, just sat there and stared at it. (laughs) (laughs) That's how done I was. Uh, The fact that you're podcasting at all is a heroic effort. So The things I do for you all. You're welcome. Uh, what were we talking about? What were we talking? Oh, we were talking about NHL players and how oh, yeah. each NHL coach had a different bench at the CWH All Star Game. And I would say, Joe, would you would you do it differently if you could pick coaches for the NWHL? Like how how would you name 
all-star coaches. Um, I think in the CWHL podcast, you mentioned that the AHL does um, coaches, regular season coaches who won things. It's games. <laughs> close. Yeah, who won games. Yes. Um, it's, it's by a certain date. I think it's the new year. Um, the, the coach of the team who is in first place in their division is the all-star coach for that division. So the, the team that's leading each division is the one that sends the coach to the all-star game. And so, so we know by like January 1 who's going. But up until then, it could be anybody. So it's kind of, it kind of rewards the teams that do better in the first half, which is like why I said the Pride and the Whitecaps coaches are probably the ones that I'd pick. Like, because those are the teams that have been doing the best. And so, like, as a reward, those coaches get to go to the All-Star game kind of deal. Um, I think I would say former players, though it's a little bit harder maybe when you are only in your fourth season. Uh, but, but I or, think they have a lot of players to choose from. Uh, sadly, so. yes, they do. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> or just like other big names in women's hockey who have supported them um, for the life of like me Tessa- I can't think of a single one of them well I'm, think- I'm thinking like Tessa Benam has been on the bench before for a CWHL All-Star game so get like AJ Maletsko or Lindsay Fry or like um, uh, Katie King Crowley like, oh yeah, and like, and then that continues to forge. Like Lindsay Fry is the, strengthens your connection with uh, Arizona hockey. Katie King Crowley strengthens your connections with the NCAA hockey. East. Not that they need a whole lot of strength in that area because they're like an East Coast league. But you know what I mean. Like, or you know, if you're strengthening your ties in the Nashville area by having the game in Nashville, pick coaches that will strengthen your ties elsewhere no that's smart hashtag build the brand hashtag build the game no it's grow grow the game game. yeah sorry i lost my head for a second grow the game um anya on the bench oh my god i'd pay big money Ah. to see anya on the bench oh nope i figured it out it's anya and it's um it's um tall engineer Stretch. Yes. Stretch. Yes. Ashley Johnson and Anya Vatagli. No, at NWHO. Please make it happen by the time this podcast comes out. You'll have maybe 48 hours <laughs> max to make this happen. But please, God, make it happen. Um, no, okay. It's Anya and Stretch on one bench and Stedman and Bremac on the other. Michelle, do you want to murder me? Do you want me to, like, die watching the All-Star game? Because I will literally, my heart will break. I will not. I don't even, I don't, I'm, like, verklempt right now just thinking about it. If this was reality, I would be in pieces. Verklempt is such a good word. (laughs) Thank you. I'm literally sitting here clutching my chest. There's no other word to describe (laughs) me right now except verklempt. (laughs) Verklempt. 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 I don't know why. I'm, please, I'm broken. I'm sorry. It's everything's bad and sad. And no, nothing's I'm, bad or sad. I mean, everything in the world is bad and sad, but... This is the bad place. Maybe this is the bad place. 
<laughs> Did I tell you I finished? I'm caught up. I finished the finale. All the way to season three? Yes. Oh my god. I, we talked about this like a week ago. Last week. Jesus Last Christ, week. Hannah. I was, I was like halfway through season three. Oh. There are, oh, that's that right. Because Jeremy Barry, we talked about. That's right. Yes. Yes. Yeah. I had already started season three when we talked last week. Oh my god, that's right. I'm just. I love that. I show. was like, I was like cheaty today, trying to pick up my glasses, unable to make a decision. <laughs> a black hat or a brown hat? <laughs> Please watch the Good Place at the Good Place. Please sponsor us. Uh, okay. Okay, okay, okay. Let's please try and get back on track. That was a fun little detour. Um, um. <laughs> that was good. Thanks. <laughs> um, should we talk about who we think is going to win each competition in the skills yeah. competition? I don't know why I feel like that. I'm sorry. Do you want to talk? Should we go through who won previously? Because I think every time we've had a different winner. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So, um, before part of the reason I started the episode so angry is that Hannah and I spent twenty minutes googling who won the first NWHL skills competitions, and let me tell you, it's not as easy to find as one would think. Women's hockey. If it was easy, it would be men's hockey. Hannah dropped that like really great line on me this morning while I was researching something else, um, and it was pretty funny. Um, and it's pretty true. But yeah, multiple people came through. So hey, thanks, Twitter people. Shout out to the tweets. You know who the you tweets. are. Um, there were a lot of people actually who responded. So thank you for all of your help. There were, which is part of the reason why the beginning of this podcast was so disjointed. Because we sent the tweet and then started recording. Which in hindsight wasn't the smartest thing that we could have done. No, not at all. Um, so... They did the shooting accuracy, which the love of Hannah's life, Kelly Stedman, won. Queen of my heart. The fastest skater, uh, Devin Skeets, won. Kind of forgot about her. Uh, the breakaway challenge, which was voted by the fans. I don't remember how this happened. Uh, Team Falzer. And Megan Bozak won the hardest shot. So all of those four things were won by Team Falser, which gave them like a four-point advantage going into the game, which I remember being slightly controversial. Because we were there. You remember that, Hannah? Slightly controversial. Yes, I do remember. I remember, if you think Killer Knight is intimidating like normally, you should have seen her after they lost the skills competition. And then, like, that point differential carried over to the All-Star game. Because it and was so all like, on the same day that year. They went straight yeah, so team, into the game. Team night started with like a six or four point advantage or disadvantage or whatever. And Hillary Knight was livid afterwards. Not she happy. was furious. And you think, oh, it's just an all-star game. Why is Hillary Knight all like? But I was like, whoop, don't go near her. Stay away. <laughs> she went it's into media weird. and I was like, Ooh, I'm going to sit back here and not ask any questions. <laughs> uh, uh, okay, so that was the first year. In are Buffalo. We gonna, are we going through all? Yes, in Buffalo. Are we going through all the years? Yeah, why not? We can do it really quickly. All right. Um, 
Um, last year, uh, the second year in Pittsburgh, fastest skater was Rebecca Russo. The hardest shot was Blake Bolden. And the shooting accuracy was Kelly Stedman, queen of Hannah's heart. So, so are you saying that Kelly Stedman is the only NWHL player to win what, more than one all-star skills competition title? I am. I misspoke about five minutes ago when I said no one had. Mm. Kelly Stedman mm. had. Mm. <laughs> Imagine that. Kelly Stedman. Um, I know that you guys can't see us because this is called a podcast, not a video cast, but I would like you to know that I know exactly the face Hannah is making at me right now. And she's doing this like, hmm, thing where her lips get really thin and she cocks her head to the side and kind of looks down at me or like, it's like, I, I can see it guys. It's real. I'm crying because it's true. <laughs> you like tilt your head down and you look up at me with just your eyes. Yeah, I know how this goes. <laughs> I love you, Michelle. One day when so she does it to me in person, I'm going to take a video and be like, you guys know every time when Hannah's like, hmm, hmm, on the podcast, this is the face she's making at me. Just keep playing this back and forth. <laughs> oh, I'm dying. Keep going. We need to finish this. Um, I'm tired of So the third year, <laughs> last year in Minnesota, uh, Kristen Lewicki won the fastest skater. Kelsey Colzer won the hardest shot. Uh, Corinne Bowie won the Dunkin' Donuts shooting accuracy. Excuse me. I don't know why we have just a sponsor for Dunkin', but I re really hope they're shooting the donuts out again. And um, Team Lev with Amanda Levier and Katie Fitzgerald won the fastest goalie challenge. And Team Ott, which included Courtney Burke, Sadie Ledquist, because remember, two White Caps players played in the All-Star Game, too. And oh. Jenny Ryan uh, won the Breakaway Concert. Concert? I was guessed. <laughs> and Breakaway Concert. That would be even better. I was very confused about Sadie Ledquist being on here because I was like, I really don't remember her playing in the NWHL at all. And then remembered yeah. when you said the White Caps were 10 players and that she was with White Caps, which makes sense. Okay. So... Who will win this year's fastest skater? Prediction time. Um, who will, who do you, okay, here's who I want to see in the final. I want to see Kendall Coyne and Allie Thunstrom go head to head because yeah. Kendall Coyne, as we all, most of us probably already saw in the NHL skills competition, is just a speed roadrunner, incredible skater. <laughs> Allie Thunstrom, that was a terrible description. <laughs> Kendall Coyne is very fast. Allie Thunstrom is an Olympic speed skater. So, like, literally, they're the two fastest skaters on the ice. I want Allie to be able to compete in her speed skates. I was going to say that, too. I think that, uh, yes. <laughs> At NWHL, I think, yes. At NWHL, make it happen, please. Put Allie in speed skates. I don't care if it's skates. an unfair advantage. Yes, yes. Or make Kendall skate in speed skates, too. So that, that goes. I feel like that would end very badly. Yeah. Uh, but we definitely won't see a repeat because Rebecca Russo is not on this roster. Why did it's I say like that? Which is also a little bit of a snub. A little snubby snub snub. A little bit of a snub. Uh, I think Kendall wins best skater. I don't. I've seen. Uh, mm, mm, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's a toss up for me. I've seen Allie Thunstrom, and she can explode off that line. Um, I'm 
really hoping that that's our final because otherwise it might just not be fair either way. Um, what are you doing? No matter what, we're gonna find it, have a new skate, a new winner. Uh, what about hardest shot? Hmm. Blake's back. Kelsey Bozek's is not. not no. And Bozek's not in the end of anymore. I'm trying to think if there's anybody who could take her in a hardest shot. Well, that I was really actually don't. our TikTok this week. Was Well, not exactly that, but the who wouldn't you want to step in front of? Whose shot mm -hmm. wouldn't you block? Which is, I guess, similar. I think I gotta go with Bolden again. I think she repeats. Um, Bolden. There are, there are a few players on here who I think like might have a shot, but I don't. I just don't think. Um, I'm gonna go with maybe Lee Steckline could mix it up in there a little. What about Gigi Marvin? Also, yes. Could mix it up there. Um, Shannon Doyle? Does she have a hard shot? I don't know. I don't either. I feel like we might see Lexi go again. She, she did last year's. Um, mm. She's got a decent shot from the point. Um, I think we see Blake repeat. I agree. That will not really repeat, but win her second. Join Kelly Stedman in the elite club of players who have won multiple NWHL All-Star skills competitions. Uh, shooting accuracy? Hmm. Kessel, maybe up there. Um, I think maybe Hannah Brandt or Danny Cameronese. Um, Corinne Bowie is not on this roster. Robbed. Robbed. I love Corinne Bowie. Um, who'd you say? I said Kessel, Brandt, or Cameronese. Ooh, Cameron Easy is a good one. Um, fluke. Mm. Mm. Jillian. Ooh. Fluke's a good one. Jillian Dempsey. Yeah. Uh, Katarina Mirzova. Mm. 